foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. Janie, we recently discussed the results of a Gallup poll survey that declared that 76% of Christians don't believe the Bible is complete truth and final authority for their lives. So that means only 24% of us believe the Bible is sufficient for truth in our lives. Well, that's what the Gallup poll has recently reported as being facts. A lot of Christians believe the Bible is true to a point, but they don't believe it is totally sufficient for their daily living, that it contains the truth, but they believe it lacks sufficient evidence. So many Christians then go looking for additional information to validate the scriptures, and the scripture doesn't need validating with outside information. Okay, so when we talked about the four stages of maturity, the first being a relationship with God, When God's Word is how we hear God, how we know God, who God is, then that really hinders that relationship with Him, does it not? No, I would agree with you there because there's small words that can make such a big difference. And so for many Christians, they know about God. Okay. But they don't know God. Okay. And so you can have information. And again, I'm not the final authority because the Lord looks at the hearts. So I do believe that some people in in, um, church life can hear the word and be convicted and know about God saving them from their sins and dying on the cross. But that is a huge difference from having an individual relationship where you are relying on Him and you learn to trust Him and be your all in all. And since the Lord is the final judge and juror and deliverer and great shepherd, only He really can look at the heart. We are not going to be able to make a judgment call. But the ending results is if you only know about God, then your life is going to be very subjective to whatever comes to you. But if you know him intimately and personally, then you will be able to stand the fiery darts of the enemy and that you will be protected and he will be your refuge. Now, it doesn't mean that the enemy won't try to throw you darts, but that intimate relationship will give you a a protection and a comfort and a guidance because it's coming from a real person. And whether it comes through the Word of God in written form or whether it comes through other ways that He communes with you in prayer, that's going to be your basis of your strength. But we can't really know God without the Scriptures. Is that not true? I don't know how you would, because he says he is the scripture. In the beginning was God, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that's John chapter 1. Correct. 
So that's why we have been given something that we can really latch on to. There was a time when people would talk about having a deep walk with the Lord and that the scriptures were life to them. Mm -hmm. And Jeremiah says, I hungered and I ate the words. They were life to me. And the Lord also talks about them being life to us. And as I have been a student of the word for many decades, I've understood that when I go to the word and read it, it it actually renews my physical being, my life, my temporal life, not to mention my spiritual and my spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something that you um, become more acquainted with the more you're into the actual study and being a disciple. If you're picking up the Word of God for a five-minute devotional, you're going to be a long time coming before you're comfortable with really letting the Scripture speak life to you. But that is the goal of part of what the Lord wants for us because it's that life that conforms us unto His Son's image. And we'll never mature past infancy without the Scriptures. And the correct application and interpretation Remember, many people have the scriptures and then they read them through uh, the the grid or their eyes of their experience. Okay. Or they add something, the scriptures plus. Okay. And again, I don't want to be negative on the fact that we can learn from people of old. Somebody asked me the night who most influenced me in almost 70 years of knowing Christ, what great men. And I said, well, 99% of them are dead, and I never met them personally, but I knew them through their works. Right. But I I did not use them as the authority for knowing the Scriptures. I relied on the Spirit to give life to the Scriptures. And then they were able to add what we would say, color commentary, to cause me to think deeper and to meditate Uh, And the Spirit used those men and women to help me really have a solid foundation. Okay. We talked about the four phases of growing into maturity. And without the scriptures, there stays a constant babyhood. And we in America have been very fortunate to have excessive resources in this nation that has been based upon the Word of God and founded that way. Now, there are tribes that have to learn of the Lord as he has manifested himself through nature. They don't have the scriptures in their native tongue or their dialect. And so the Lord makes himself known to them in other ways. And um, okay. But he can also place those principles. He can place the principle of John three sixteen into a tribal heart that has never read the scriptures. So we don't ever want to minimize or limit the total sovereignty of God on how he can draw a person. But for those of us today that are wanting to grow, that are wanting to tear down the walls of defeat and despair and discouragement and disappointment, we need to realize that we have been given such abundant blessings and resources and freedom to know him in his fullness. And when I say that, fullness that he has dictated to us through the scriptures here. We will know more when we see him face to face. So what do we say to people who maybe say, well, how can you believe the Bible? Or what does the Bible's purpose serve? Okay, that's a very good question. And I would say that the Bible serves a purpose of keeping us grounded 
it serves as giving us life because in it is eternal life. And that is because the scripture simply, it's Jesus Christ speaking, God Almighty affirming and the Holy Spirit applying. So with, with that in mind, the Bible to me is, is my, my cornerstone. Now, I don't worship the book of pages and... Right, okay. okay. But I worship the God who speaks and wrote those words, and, and they are life. And that's foundational for me for survival. In this day of uncertainty with what we have with the security uh, changes in our life and our nation's culture changing, mm-hmm. uh, it is a solid rock. Right. My hope is built mm-hmm. on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. And so, really, uh, we can go back and say that if we want to mature, if we want to be foundationally solid, then we can go look at Second Peter 1, 3, and it says that uh, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his glory and virtue. All right. So I realize that what I need for this life uh, is something that I can find in the scriptures. The the next verse in Peter talks about the uh, various precious promises and being able to claim those promises as we stand in trust and faith of those promises. So basically, the the authority of the scriptures is the guarantee that in Christ, man has, or woman, has all it needs for life and godliness while traveling this 70, 80, 90, maybe 100 years. Well, with all of the, all of the media that we have and all of the information overload that we get and things that are going on in our world today that it's hard to know what is truth. Well, that's a very good observation. We have been told we have the truth here about difficulties in our nation mm-hmm. and in our health care. And then three weeks later, there was new data. There were new facts. There uh-huh. were new information. And there was new circumstance that was put into the equation. Mm-hmm. So when you have truth that is subject to change, then it could have been correct information at the moment without it being everlasting truth. Right. So where do I go for everlasting truth? Well, I can go to the Word of God that has a history for at least of what we understand to be 6,000 years, and there's mysteries of what may have transpired before Genesis 1-1. Mm-hmm. Um, those are things that the Lord said, I don't really need to give you all that information for your daily living right now. Right. But I am giving you everything that you need that pertains to life and godliness. So we need to establish that truth to be unchangeable truth. It needs to be what the scriptures talk about. It needs to be eternal. It needs to be immutable, which means it can't change. Uh, it needs to be, truth needs to be final. In other words, no, there's no greater authority that you can call upon. Okay. And then it needs to be supreme. In other words, one truth can't be up by another truth. Okay. And then the last point for today is truth is absolute. You must have legitimate truth that is black and white, not subject to opinions, creeds, preferences, etc., etc. Okay. All right. So basically, the Bible is sufficient for our lives. It is necessary for our growth. 
and it will never change. It's something that we can depend upon and stand upon. And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.